0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Post Game Points podcast with myself, Mitch Gallo. You can read my name on the screen if uh, you're watching online or if you're uh, listening on a podcast page. That's why I'm telling you what my name is. I'm with uh, Sean Campbell, who is uh, to uh, my left, if you're watching on the screen, but to my right, since I am facing the screen. Yeah. And uh, we are brought to you by Bros Brewery and uh, Cunningham's Pub. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in to episode 104.
1: 104. Uh, Welcome to the uh, bedroom, too. This is where the magic happens, my friend. Hey, now. Hey, hey. See my Anthony Calvillo in the back? Very nice. Yes, yes. Big fan of Anthony Calvillo. Uh, But, yeah, you know, just at the same time, we got lots to get to. We got a rapid fire, random sports thoughts, and a pop quiz. And a big shout out to our good friends at LeBros. Cunningham's Pub and everybody that helps uh, put this together. And I know that uh, you and I have been busy with the uh, Three Horsemen podcast as well. And uh, we're keeping everybody appraised to some betting lines. So stay tuned, check that out. If you like the Post Game Pints podcast, check out the Three Horsemen podcast, our collab with Sean Star and Car and the No Star in the Car Car in the Star. No, Car in the Star doesn't work. Star in the Car.
0: <laughs> Sean, let's get uh, right into the uh, rapid fire if we can. And uh, there's a lot to talk about uh, this week in both uh, the uh, Cap of the Montreal Canadiens and General Hockey Talk as well. So uh, I want to get started with uh, the Canadiens because we have seen uh, Justin Barron a couple times now and we will see Jordan Harris moving forward. So your thoughts on the two newbies on the Canadiens' blue line?
1: Yeah, you know what? I don't know much about either of them. I I remember Justin Barron uh, with Team Canada and I know that everybody's excited because he was paired with Caden Gooley. Uh, but you know, in the Colorado Avalanche playing in the AHL, they're taking their time with this first round pick, you know, go through the process. I think the Canadians have the same plan for Justin Barron. They want to, you know, give him the taste of the NHL. This is what it's like, this is what your goals should be. Uh I I've watched him two games. Is he an NHL defenseman right now? Let him let him marinate. I I I preach patience when it comes to these players, Mitch. You know I always have when it comes to young defensemen. And he's looked solid, absolutely. And the Canadians have a bunch of young defensemen. But let's be honest, how many of them will be in the Canadians' lineup? And not to say that they'll be competitive, but just for their own good. Because if they have four rookie defensemen next year and they want to bring in Gooley and Norlander and Barron and Harris and the list goes on and on and on and on, I mean, they're not going to be very good, and that's probably not good for their development. So I think they really have to make sure that they stagger it properly. I like that they're giving him a little bit of a taste, but I, I, I'm i hoping for Barron's sake that he'll be back in Laval by the end of this season and next season. But I've liked what I saw. I think he skates well. He's a big body, and it's a good get in a trade for Lekkanen. As for Harris, for me, it's wait and see. I know that you're coming out of college. It looks good, and he's older. That's nice. He had 21, and a lot of these kids can just jump up a little bit faster. But to me, I just don't know. I want to see him play pro. I've seen him play a couple games in Northeastern, but not not enough to sit here and tell you, oh, he's going to be a power play guy. I I don't think you could do that with a guy like that yet. I think you really have to wait and see, but... Everything I hear about the character of the player, uh, I like that it's a it's a later round draft pick that is marinated at the NCAA level. There was no doubt he was going to sign with the Canadians. He's come with the Canadians. He's going to get his 20 games or 15 games the rest of the season. This is a great situation for him, but he might be in Laval next year as well uh, with, uh, with Justin Barron, and I'm fine if that's the case. But so far, I think it's pretty exciting times uh, for the back end of the Montreal Canadiens.
0: See that that's just it Sean and you know you you talk about those guys playing at the American hockey league level I have, I have no problem with uh, with your opinion there to me um all experience is good so for Harris for instance you know he has the experience playing college that's good that's experience that's life experience and you know I'm sure he took his uh, his studies uh, seriously Played an extra year at college, and maybe people were expecting that he was going to come out after three years. So he's older, like you said, 21, experience. Now, experience games at the NHL level right off the bat. And then towards the end of the season, um, maybe experience some American Hockey League games too. Play games, be with the team, ride ride the the plane with the team, live that NHL lifestyle. I think that's crucial for these two guys too, to really know. You know. So the way I look at it is these guys are – with the team now. Sean, there's only a month to go. Yeah. So you let them really taste that NHL lifestyle for a month and then you let them sit on those thoughts for the summer. And you know, I don't know how they're going to react, but if I'm one of those guys and I get that taste of that NHL lifestyle, I don't I don't want to ride the bus. I want to be with that team full-time. I want to make the big money, sure. <laughs> but also I want to be an NHL player and that I think can motivate you and drive you when you're in your off season not to say that they're not motivated enough already, but I think everything that you could pull from will make you a better player in the end. I, I do
1: think that the Canadians have to be open with them though. You, you can't, you know, kind of have these promises and then they don't come to fruition as an organization. You have to be very open. You earn your spot. you we'll do an opportunity this year. We'll take a look but realize that we're going to be patient with a lot of our young guys. Even if they're ready, we might hold them back and just realize let them marinate a little bit. And if that's your plan and you have that, make sure they know that too, but let them know that if there's a, there's an opening and you're better than the other guy that you could get that spot. I just, I don't, I don't want any broken promises and we don't, we're still learning about this new management team. Everything seems great. It seems that they're open. They're honest. They're, they're up front, but we've seen it with other organizations where players are told one thing, they get opportunity, and then they're pushed down, and then they're they're just walling away in the minor leagues. Being in the minors is not a bad thing at the ages that they're at right now.
0: Sean, next up on the uh, rapid fire, what does the future hold for Petrie and Drewane?
1: This is a big one because I these were the two players that I wanted to see down the stretch, and not that it would have made a difference for their future with the Canadians but it would have made a difference of how they can deal with them, right? Like if Jonathan Drouin was able to click under Martin St. Louis, we've seen in 20 games, players click and it works, but we're really not going to be able to see that. And Jeff Petrie, we know that it's kind of a broken relationship between Montreal and the Petries and Jeff Petrie wants out. The Canadians are going to accommodate them if it works for them, but, Let's be honest, Jeff Petrie might be at training camp next year because there's not a deal to be made. And it's a big contract, it's for long term, and he wasn't very good this year. And I thought it's it was pretty disappointing that he was done for the year because it just at least showcase yourself, personal pride. Maybe you just want to, you know, forget about it. So for me, I'm not sure how this plays out for either either of them, but I've already started mapping out next year for the Canadians and what they want to do on the blue line. I don't have Jeff Petrie there. I think for some way, somehow, they're going to be able to move in this summer. Jonathan Join's another story. Now, where he's at, where his head's at, where his injury's at, I don't know if the Canadians, if they want to move on from him, can move on from him until the deadline next year. I think that's the timeline for him. I think that's the easy, if they want to move from him. If not, then plays out his contract, and we'll see where the Canadians are at.
0: Look, I think Petrie's as good as gone this summer. I think if they had more racetrack um, near deadline time, they would have made that move already. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's, it's, it's much easier to do in the summer when teams' salary cap situations are different. Many teams will have expiring deals. Uh, so I think the Canadians did well to hold on and not force a trade in the short term when he could just play out the final stretch here with the t- Canadians, whether he's on the injured list or... Or on the ice. And then you know you figure it out in the summer. He's gone, Sean. He, he yeah. will not be a Montreal Canadian for opening day next year. I can guarantee you that. Droy, I think you're right. I, I find it almost comical. That many fans out there. And maybe, maybe this even uh, blends into the media. Have suggested that maybe the Canadians buy out Jonathan Droy. I really don't see a, a point to doing that in the final year of his contract. I don't think he's very... Uh, desirable in a trade with a, with a, with an opposing team. And I don't think trading him in the final year and retaining money uh, on the contract makes sense either. If you're going to be paying him $2.5 million, half of his cap to play for somebody else. I don't think that makes sense. Uh, the buyout um, again, you're just paying him to do just, nothing. Just uh, wait it out. If you're going to buy him he, out, it's, it, it's it it out. not, it's not like you're a contending team uh, looking to add pieces and need to uh, scrape and claw for every piece of, of, uh, salary cap you can find now i i'm with you i think you just you hold on to uh, Droy uh, from now until deadline next year and even if deadline next year there's no takers you just let the contract expire and then let him figure things out in uh, in free agency and you freed up uh, 5.5 million on your cap for 2024 i mean that's how i look at it with Droy.
1: yeah I, I think just the whole thing and, and i'm with you on Droy. so i don't know if we need to discuss it anymore but just with petrie just with the fact that Ken Hughes has been very upfront saying if there's not a deal for that that makes sense to us, we're not going to deal you. Because I still think Jeff Petrie can be a serviceable player for the Canadians. I think he's a lot better than he's shown this year. I don't think he's at the end of this line. I think that there's still hockey there. I'm not sure what happened. Whatever personal reasons that he was going through, it affected him on the ice. We've seen that happen before. Mitch, let's go back. Was it 2016 with Andre Markov? When he had a lot of, and no one knew what it was, that what he was going through, and it showed on the ice. And then everybody realized what he was going through when it became public with the uh, the uh mother of his uh first children passing away, and he had to take over, and they were living out in Russia, and they were trying to bring him up. I mean, of course he couldn't play hockey. And I'm not saying that that's the kind of thing. That's happening to Jeff Petrie, but we don't know everything that's happening with him. So I'm going to be patient again on that and think that all everything that he's gone through, and a lot of people have gone through a lot of things in the last two years, and we don't need to go through that list. So I think that there's still hockey there if he's able to sort his personal life out, if that's connected, but you know, we we don't know. But I'm with you. I think he's likely gone, but it does seem that the Canadians are holding out hope if there's no deal that he's going to show up at training camp they're not going to just sit him out. They'll be part of the group if they can't trade him and they'll keep trying to trade him.
0: They will trade him.
1: I believe so too. Um final one for the Rapid Fire Mitch. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. I just when it comes to the NHL playoffs and the front runners, is it Florida, Colorado? Who else who else are the front runners? At least
0: Florida shouldn't be a front runner. No. Not in my mind. They don't play defense. Game's going to change in the playoffs. That team's going to get exposed, Sean. Uh, not not because of their talent, but because of the way they play. You can't play that way and win the Stanley Cup. And does that
1: does that open things up for teams like Carolina and Tampa Bay?
0: Carolina, I think, is the team to beat. And that that is the team that uh, scares me the most. I think they play uh, the style most conducive uh, to winning in the playoffs. I think uh, there's no weakness on that team. Uh, I think they're very well coached. And I think they're going to go all the way to the Stanley Cup final. I, I picked them last year. I think maybe I was a year early. Um, a lot of those young players too, Sean, uh, Shechnikov, Aho. Just older. You know, they're now entering their prime. You know, Last year was a learning process for them. I think they upgraded in goal last year, from last year, getting Anderson – Uh, instead of Nadelkovic in there. I know you're not a big Anderson believer, but I think on this team, he's the perfect thing for them.
1: Well, well, let's Uh, let's, just hold on that because I said I didn't like Anderson when he had a defense core like Toronto in front of him. I didn't like that. I have no problem with Anderson with the defense core in Carolina in front of him. Let's just be honest. And 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 I think that he's just, just better protected. But at the same time, you're right. He's better than having that young uh, goaltender. He's got a little bit more experience. He's been through some... It's a good fit. It's a good fit for Carolina, uh, Freddie Anderson. And, Go.
0: And, and again, you know, we, we could argue about this. I I don't think it's the defense core in Toronto that's the problem there. I, I think on the blue line, they have good players. I think it's I, the style of play. I think it's much like Florida. You can't play that way and win the Stanley Cup. I, I Again, I... I look at the play, and I don't want to get caught up on Toronto, but Austin Matthews uh, turning over the puck to Byron at the end of the game last Saturday. It's a mm-hmm. perfect example, Sean. You know, curling back, curling back, curling back, and turning over the puck instead of making a simple chip play into the corner when the game's tied with under five minutes left. Yeah, these are the is... things that burn you. you. You try to force a play. The uh, by the way, be...
1: I like I like uh, the the additions they did on the blue line. By the way. Uh, Labushkin, I think that's a gu- nice little fit. Giordano with the experience, we'll see how much he rolls in. And then whenever Muzzin gets healthy, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, Muzzin, Brody, Riley. Yeah, it's much uh, better
1: than they've had I, in years past.
0: I think, I think, I think the personnel's fine. Again, it's it's style to me. Yeah, Florida, but they didn't have that core cool.
1: last year. They didn't have that core last year.
0: Yeah, even last year, though, you know, they still had, they lose Muzzin in, uh, in game six. So you have to take him out of the equation, but they still had Brody, Muzzin. Riley, you know, Hall, I, I think, is is fairly solid. And then you don't really play your bottom pair that much. Anyways, Toronto's a pretender. Florida doesn't play the right style. It's Carolina or Tampa. Not going to discount Tampa. The Sean, I, I know this might be stupid, but the only reason I'm going to say no to Tampa is because how hard it is to win three times. It's hard to win once. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. It would be three times. To yeah. me, is is, is is all that hockey going to catch up to them? That's yeah. my question mark.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think I think still Tampa is the front runner. I, I think Carolina is right there. Uh, I think Florida is there too, because I do think they can outscore themselves out of some situations against some of these teams. But when you get to the second round and they may have to face Tampa, I'm taking Tampa. I don't know what there's a there's a matchup in the East that I won't take Tampa in. I don't know if there is, Mitch. Uh, and then if we go the west, Calgary. I know that you're not big on them. It's to me, it's Colorado, Calgary. Where's Minnesota in the mix? You got the Kings that are there. Edmonton's not really. They're a pretender with everything that they've gone through. I don't know if you're you're looking at anything out west that you think could stir the pot other than Colorado.
0: It's Colorado. It's Colorado. The only thing that um, could 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 swing. Mm-hmm. The Western Conference will be a significant injury. Look, McKinnon uh, didn't play in the game against Calgary the other night. Landeskog is only coming back at playoff time. Uh, if they don't have those two players, for whatever reason, then it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's if it's health, um, if, if, if the Colorado Avalanche are healthy, they are the team to beat in the West, and it's not close. Do you have any uh,
1: surprise teams, or we do you think it's just going to be a contender?
0: You know, I, I like Minnesota. I uh, I really like the Minnesota Wild, Sean. Uh, I think that's a team that people sleep on. I think they have a balance of experience uh, blended with some young, dynamic players. I think they're pretty well coached. I like their style for playoff hockey. They got the goalie now with a, with a lot of experience. I, I, I'm i not saying Minnesota is going to win, but I wouldn't sleep on them.
1: I wouldn't sleep on Dallas either. Dallas is the kind of team that could I just like get hot, hot and just go. And you know what? something about pittsburgh but again if anybody runs into tampa bay i'm still taking tampa bay so. <laughs> uh you want to do some random sports thoughts sure all right got some tunes for us or what yeah i'll figure this out i gonna i think i like this one you like that one that's all right yeah all right um uh, do you want me to start things off random sports thoughts you could send yours here on the postgame pints podcast campbell and gallo
0: Thank sure. you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to hammer, hammer these out fairly quickly here. Okay. Go ahead. Well, you said you are going to start. Oh,
1: okay. I thought you said, sure, I'm going to hammer these out. Um, I think the more I think about it, because I've been trying to figure this out, and I've been talking about this lately, because Jesse Alonen has been called up to the Canadiens. I think Jesse Alonen can be Lekanen in a couple of years. There's a couple similarities. They both came in as offensive players. Lekin and everybody thought he was going to be a 20-goal scorer. Skate well. They're smart players. And Lekin didn't turn into a defensive player until year two, three, four when he would start going that direction. Maybe that's the path. Yolona will come in, score 15-18, everybody think 20. The next thing you know, he'll just be stuck there at 13. And you're like, oh, maybe he's defensive because he's smart. He skates well. And then five years in his career, he's going to be a defensive player. Guy that'll score you fifteen goals a year. Maybe there's maybe there is some similarities between the two. I've been thinking about it. I think I think there's more similarities there than we than we than we can kind of muster. I, I think I think it's close.
0: I have to watch in a little bit more to know if he's as smart positionally as Lekkonen, uh is. He's a smart uh, player. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I want to see more though. Yep. Sean, um, my uh, first uh, random sports thought. It's a very easy one. Mm-hmm. Hockey's stupid. That is that is my thought, and uh, you know we're talking about the favorites to win the Stanley Cup: Carolina, Tampa Bay, uh, Colorado. You know, watch watch a team like LA go on and win the cup because hockey is stupid. You can watch a game and the team that's supposed to win doesn't win. Um, There's so many variables in hockey that it is stupid.
1: Well, we had a pop quiz the other day where I asked you. Name me the teams that won the Presidents' Trophy and won the Stanley Cup in the last seventeen years. There's only two that's won both. It just doesn't happen. The best team doesn't always win, which makes hockey fun. Maybe stupid, but it's fun. It's stupid. Um, can I throw a little soccer love? Sure, out there. Yeah. You said
0: yeah. The highlights.
1: And the highlights, you see Stachio, uh and then waiting for the play, and then his reaction, <laughs> it might be my favorite gift of all time now. I, just, I love it. I don't know. It's like my favorite gift. I love it.
0: I. There's nothing wrong with a good gift. Yeah. Uh, my, my second one, Sean, uh, I'm going to uh, throw a little baseball your way. Ooh. Okay. Um I think that Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom in New York with the Mets will be the greatest 1-2 punch in baseball history. Mm. How many wins between the two of them? Yeah. 36. 44. 44. So you're as high on the duo as I am, maybe even more so.
1: Well, Look, we don't. You, we know I, like we know the you know, analytics have come in and has killed the starting pitcher, and but sometimes when you have a gem, you have a gem. You got to run with the gem. Those
0: guys deal, man. You know, I've seen some great uh, staffs. You know, uh, maybe maybe no better one-two punch than uh, Schilling and Johnson in 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 the late '90s. You know, I like that Marlins rotation with uh, with Josh Beckett, uh, Burnett, and uh, Willis. You know, they were very good in, in San Francisco with Bumgarner and Linscombe. Like, we've seen some good staffs. Yeah. But as far as one-two punches is concerned, I think Scherzer is one of the best pitchers of all time. And I think DeGrom is the best pitcher in the game now. It's all about health also. But I can't wait to watch the Mets. All right. My
1: final random sports thought, going to the world of WrestleMania, Mitch. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania coming up early april 2nd and 3rd two night stupendous extravaganza whatever it is um, surprise me WrestleMania, can you can you please surprise me seth rollins has a mystery of opponent that everybody says is pretty rose stone cold is not in a match he's doing the ko show with kevin owens I know everyone's going to get excited. There's going to be a stunner beer drinking, but can we do it in a way that I'm surprised? Can Cody Rhodes show up in a way that I am surprised? Can can the element of the wow, the moment, still happen, even though I know everything that's going to happen? Can that happen?
0: That's just
1: It's a thought. It's a question. It's, I don't know, Mitch.
0: The Cody Rhodes thing is a thing? Yeah. People believe this? 100%. Uh, I don't see it.
1: So then who's Seth Rollins facing?
0: Who is Seth Rollins facing? He's facing a
1: mystery opponent.
0: Yeah, I know. Who hasn't been around in a while? Who's Who's been injured? Who's been off the card? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is part of another promotion. Uh, no, he left. You don't know all that whole thing? No. He has no contract.
1: He's a free agent. He's been a free agent for three months. They've didn't been he, expecting him on Monday Night Raw. He walked away. Didn't he create AEW? He's out of, he's out of AEW, man.
0: Nah, it's all, uh, it's all work.
1: Maybe. I I still think, by the way, that Cody leaving WWE and creating AEW is a work from Vince. (laughs) I don't know. Cody and Jericho, this is all a work. This is all Vince's idea.
0: Everything's a work. Uh, That's uh, all I Just just my uh, final one. Uh, Shout out to the uh, Savannah Bananas. Uh, I was uh, yes. I was talking to Bill Lee, and this guy's just incredible, and uh, he came out of the This is very wrestling-like. So oh, he, no, no,
1: I, I saw this. I know exactly what you're talking about. He
0: comes out of the crowd drinking a beer to the mound and proceeds to strike somebody out when yes. the guy's in his mid-70s.
1: Yeah, and uh, he used uh, the EFIS pitch.
0: He used uh, a version of the EFIS pitch, yes. Yes, he
1: did. I I saw it the video.
0: Shout out to the Savannah Bananas. I believe he's still going to start like 10 more games for them.
1: Uh, Yeah, and by the way, I watched Savannah Bananas, and I'm like, that's exactly what the Caribou should do. That's That's exactly what
0: baseball should
1: be. Yes, 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 it should. Uh, That is a random sports thoughts. Take the music off, I think. Yeah, there we go. Ready to get to uh, a pop quiz, Mitch?
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go first since uh, you went first with the uh, random sports thoughts. Sure, uh, Sean. I think uh, I think mine is fairly easy. Okay. Um, Any pen I, paper? Uh, I, I have a list of five here, and since I think it's fairly easy, uh, bonus points if you could go in order. Oh. Okay. All I'm looking for right now, because we hear so much about how great Mark Sample is. Yes. Top five most wins. as the coach in
1: Top five most wins in Canadians history. Mm-hmm. Scotty. Number three. Okay, well, I didn't order. Uh, <laughs> Toe Blake. Number one.
0: All right. Claude. Number five. Uh,
1: all right. How long was he there? How long was he there? What years was he there? Um, let's see.
0: not a correct answer no he wasn't there
1: long enough pearl
0: nope who am i missing
1: i'm missing somebody
0: you're missing one Hall of famer yeah uh the number two spot and uh clearly and then the number the number four I think you could get it if you if you put your mind to it
1: yeah, I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, if Claude is five, like, where's Michelle on that list?
0: He's four. And yeah, that's what I thought. It, like, I wasn't sure if
1: Michelle was six or four. That's why. It's, like. it's,
0: it's the reason I wanted to throw this pop quiz out there, because Michelle Therrien had his fair share of haters. Oh, no, but he won. So can you imagine? He is fourth all time in victories as a Montreal Canadiens head coach. Uh, who's the guy I'm missing?
1: It's, uh, it's from the, uh, the 80s, right? Nope, before that 70s, before no, that 60s. So, oh, Irvin, yeah, okay, okay, so we're going way back. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, you see, Terry, I, I was gonna say him right away, but then you were said in order. And then, I when I said Julie and you said five, I was like, oh, did Julie or Terry have more? Like, <laughs> do you know what the difference is between the two? It's, it's,
0: like... it's it, I, I don't remember what the exact difference, okay. but it's, it's, it's a handful of games, it's not that yeah. much.
1: No, I remember they were close. I just couldn't remember who finished one uh, of the other. All right. um, My pop quiz for you. It's going to make it really complicated, but I'm going to simplify it, Mitch. Um, Can you name me the eight players active in the NHL that have multiple 100-point seasons? Eight players in the National Hockey League that have multiple 100-point seasons. There is only eight. There is only eight active NHL players with multiple 100 points. Crosby. Six. Number one. Ovechkin. Four. It's four, not four on the list, but it's four. Horton. Three for him. Kane. Two for Kane.
0: Uh, whoa halfway there. Um It's as hard as you think. Martian No we just one mm-hmm.
1: Everybody oh. is yes, Malkin has three. Is everybody think, by the way?
0: Oh yeah, I figured I figured that much. Mm-hmm. Uh Kutrov?
1: He has two. Missing two, and you should get it in seconds. Once you,
0: I am missing two. As you are,
1: you're missing one, with four, and one with two.
0: One with four, and one with two. Um, David,
1: yes, he has not, and the reason why is because he has 98 points, he's on the brink of his fifth uh NHL uh 100 point season. I was going to go into the whole thing about uh players that have more than five. Hundred point seasons, blah blah blah, and then I was looking at the list, and it came out to like fifteen different players. Like oh, that's just too convoluted and too long. So I won't
0: one uh, And dry settle.
1: Yes, I saw those too. Very good. Told you it was a very hot nice. Season one to you know get you get you all
0: wound I up. One there. wrong uh, guess, though. Martin, hey, he said, Martin, Martin. Just does everything to piss me off, including making me give answers. uh
1: yes, I know. welcome we should say goodbye on that little (laughs) banner
0: well on that note uh thank you to everybody who took the time to listen don't forget to uh smash that subscribe button uh click and comment as well want to thank you since thank yous or say thank you to a Brewery and cunningham's pub and uh, to you sean campbell for being great oh
1: that's nice you're pretty swell too